you so much for tuning in. I'm so happy that you're with us today. Today, we have a special treat. We are republishing an episode, a, an interview. I was interviewed on the Revital Health podcast with uh, Jody Duval. It's an Australian podcast and um, show. Jody is a functional naturopath with a, an amazing facility in Perth, Australia, and it was a, an amazing time getting interviewed by her. And um, it was such a good, good time that I asked her if we could also publish it on, on our podcast and, and they, they seem to like that idea. So you will be getting that today. Uh, we're going to deep dive into what we do here at Young Goose, the way that we think about formulating skincare products, what we are trying to achieve at the end of the day, how we approach skin health, and obviously a lot of things around it that pertain to the general health of our, our body and our mind. You will learn how to think about skincare, how to maybe build your own protocols around skincare, the differences between, between men and women, uh, the differences between different types of skin types. And I'm, uh, yeah, and I'm super, super excited for you guys to, to listen to this podcast. Before we start today's podcast, it would mean the world to me and to us here at uh, the Biohacking Beauty Podcast in Yangus. If you took two seconds out of your day to subscribe to the podcast, not only that this ensures that you will never miss on an episode, but it also greatly helps the growth of this podcast. And if you're listening to this through Apple Podcasts or Spotify, uh, we would also greatly appreciate it if you left a review. So uh, that is uh, what we ask you to do. And uh, last but not least, I would like to remind you that this podcast is brought to you by Young Goose, the biohacking skincare brand. And what we do here in Young Goose is we aim to lower the functional age of your skin and then give the skin specific tasks that it can perform optimally when it functions like a younger skin, whether it is wrinkles, pigmentation, laxity, acne, whatever that may be. So give it a chance. You can find all our product on younggoose.com. I highly recommend taking the short quiz to figure out what system would benefit you the most. But now, without further ado, enjoy this, uh, this interview. Welcome to the show, Amate. Thank you so much for coming on. And it's absolute pleasure to see you again after being in the USA. Yeah, definitely. You ladies have captured our heart off the get-go <laughs> when we met. We're normally not, not that th that nice to people like off the get-go, but we <laughs> felt obviously you guys are are connected to it. We have mutual friends and stuff, so we we really feel very close to you. So it, it's it's wonderful, you know, talking to you and seeing you again. Yeah, um, and and much the same. Absolute ditto there. We felt like we connected straight away, uh, and. Yeah. It was yeah, beautiful to meet people who are so passionate about biohacking, health, but also skincare, which I've I've not met anyone like you guys. So I'm really excited to chat all through the details today with you and just hear what really inspired you to become interested in this form of skincare because it's very uh, unique, very unique. So yeah. Amate, we'll get started there. And just how did Young Goose come about? Um, you know, how did you become so focused and so passionate about skincare? 
Well, that's uh, there are two converging, you know, plots there. The first one is in the start, like uh, around 15 years ago, 13 years ago, I was involved in a therapeutic laser company that wanted to transition. You know, LEDs started to become available. You know, available. When I say available, they were mass. They 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 were mass produced, and they could be mass produced in, with within specific wavelengths, etc. So this company really wanted to turn to the masses and create products that are direct to consumer products, if you would. And because I have a leadership background, I go, I was tasked with this project. I was the CEO of the company, and I was tasked with this project. And what happened was we found out that when you talk to professionals, when we were talking beforehand to, you know, the, the, the foremost paraplegic rehab center in the United States, obviously phantom pain, for example, or neurological issues were like the number one thing. When you talk to the general public, we found out that the number one thing that they wanted results in, or they were excited to see results in was their skin. And it's a little bit addictive to someone like me with my background. You know, I'm a people pleaser. I just want people to, to <laughs> enjoy whatever I'm putting out there. So to me, it became addictive to give results that people can see with their own eyes and feel. Because as you know, in, in our wellness field, the challenge sometimes is having people understand the results are, are really something you're going to get in 20, 30 years I think it's extremely difficult for us as human beings to understand the uh, accumulation of micro decisions and, and how they affect us long term, right? We can talk about the fact that we have a new liver every two to four years, half a heart every 25 years, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. But really, it doesn't mean like we can be, get, be very impressed with that stat, then go out in one second, we're going to be forg forgetting all about it and have our next tequila shot or, or whatever, not that I'm bashing tequila, but, you know, so that's number one. Uh, I got addicted to, you know, giving the, the people what they want, uh, basically, and, and seeing great results there. The other one was, I love NAD or NAD, some people call it NAD plus. And uh, because I had some, um, some brain trauma, things like that, I was getting NAD IVs, infusions, if you would, you know, since that time around 10 years ago. Brave and they can be nasty. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but but I don't know how much they cost in Australia, but in the United States, a course of five, you know, NAD drips could could cost like four thousand dollars US dollars. So we really tried through our lab that we that we have to get NAD to bypass uh, infusions to infuse it through the skin. Mm. The but we failed actually. Um, the skin likes it too much. So if even if the molecules are small enough to absorb, the skin would 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 hold on to them and use them locally. So we just made lemonades out of lemons, like you know that that youthful skin mission maybe is is larger than us. It it haunts us. So wherever we turn, we end up doing something for the skin. So that's kind of you know as a company, I believe that in you know 10, 20 years we're going to be something more uh, holistic, if you would. But I think there's a lot to having people seeing results in their skin in general, whatever, whatever health journey you're in, that 
could motivate a person. And I think there's a lot there. I don't know if you know, um, AG1 or Athletic Greens is, is like a very big. A lot of people you know, as well in Australia. Yeah. Great. So AG1, I just listened to the Joe Rowan podcast like today. And they're like, they're he is there talking about it. You know, I'm taking it, blah, blah. And this is what it does. One, two, three, four. And then he m mentions aging. There's nothing that, uh, that helps specifically with aging. But I think there is something for people who are healthy or in their 30s, 40s, 50s, that really, because we were talking about these micro decisions that we really cannot understand long-term, we cannot understand the health of our hip and why we would need, why, why we're preventing a hip replacement in our, when we're 75, when, when we're like 35, right? Mm -hmm. So having whatever we're doing also affect our skin, I think is major. And that is really what anti-aging means until we're, you know, 60 years old most of the time. Absolutely. And I think it's yeah. that, like you say, micro decisions and then that consistency. And in my practice, I always push those non-negotiable habits every day. And they're the ones that build the healthy system. They build the healthy skin, the healthy anti-aging system where you actually those you can't always undo what you've done, but you can always do better. And that consistency of habits across the days and months and years is much better than taking large doses of nutrients on one day and forgetting for three months or never seeing yeah. in the morning, no resetting circadian rhythm. And we'll get into blue lights and all the biohacking mm -hmm. stuff too. Um, all their yeah. like, build-ons. So they're, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I think whatever doesn't tie up to your identity in the end, whatever you are, let's say you did something consistently for a year, just as a mental drill that we're doing here. If it doesn't end up being part of your identity, you'll never be able to stay consistent with it. We can talk about like alcoholism and, and addiction to cigarettes or to anything else, really. And since the person still like years later identifies with it, either, you know, I am a previous fill in the blank or anything like that, it's still part of their identity at some point. And that is a big part of why it's hard to um, kind of detach from it and vice versa. If something's not, you know, being ingrained as part of your identity, it's extremely difficult to continue, you know? Mm. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, so true. I love, I actually have never heard it put that way, but it's what I talk about is the box, you know, take yourself mm -hmm. Box. Don't put yourself in that box anymore. It no longer serves you, no longer belongs to you. So we move that yeah. out. It's all disease focus when we're in clinic. Yeah, perfect. Amazing. All right. So let's talk. Um, yeah, Young Goose captured me. Obviously, you guys are amazing as well as, as people, but what you've created is just incredible. I've never seen anything like that on the market. There's biohacking skincare. So I am wanting to get it in the clinics, everyone, because I always get asked about skincare. And the one, the major, major one is obviously people are trying to clean up their lives. They're trying to get purity across all sorts of things in terms of personal care, but also wanting still the actives and the impact because a lot yeah. of products don't have the impact of what the you know, pharmaceutical cosmetics have, but you're at a, a loss because you're not wanting to use some of those chemical-based products, right? Yeah. So talk to me about, and I know you guys have so many different products on the market at the moment, and I was going through, and I just love the way your website's laid out as well. You've got the biohacks, you've got the key ingredients, you've got what yeah. this, I love it. It's amazing. So talk me through your, I guess, what the difference of Young Goose com in comparison to most of the other products on the market are. 
First of all, you you touched on a point that you it really shows that you are that it's part of your like uh, wellness is part of your identity because you've touched on a point that is extremely rarely discussed and there is really this dichotomy between wanting to get results and wanting not to harm other systems in your body because you want to get a result for a result for one thing specifically. I mean, even if you look at things that are extremely common like Botox, not that I'm for or against, actually, I I don't really have an opinion on it, to be honest. But most people who are afraid of Botox, unless they're afraid of actual needles, it's because they don't know what it does to the rest of their body. Um, whether rightfully so or not, I think if they educated them in, themselves enough, they might find out that it doesn't do anything else for the body. Again, that's not where we come in. But the battle of if you had a Venn diagram, one of the things that I describe biohacking skincare is, and biohacking in general, by the way, is finding that synergy between something that does not tax the, the system, does not, you know, is not an endocrine disruptor, or we can talk about other things that are problematic with products. And on the other hand, it creates results. And that is extremely tricky. Natural products as a, as a whole, just like if, if we used like a specific natural ingredient, two things can happen. One is that it doesn't work. Like our bodies is, is designed or our skin is designed to be a buffer between us and the environment. So whatever is like really mimicking nature, like one-to-one probably would not, will not work. The only way it would work if it's a sensitizer, if it sensitizes the skin and then the skin wants to recover from it. The problem with that is that this is normally very, I wouldn't say dangerous, but it's very harmful for the skin. We can talk about like vitamin C, for example, if you put like 50% vitamin C on your skin, you're going to create burns that you would need to treat, you know, uh, it's not going to be positive, right? But on the other hand, there is also, it's a biphasic dose. There is too little and there's too much. And normally sensitizers work that way. And other than that, and the other thing is, anything that that is making us adapt. So there is, imagine a gym, a gym is kind of sensitized, right? We're lifting a weight, we're micro tearing our muscles, the same weight is not not going to affect us the same. And that's why in general, in skincare, there is this notion of, oh, I need to replace my skincare every so often. Mm-hmm. Most of the time, people use the same product just by, by different brands. That's a that's another joke we have. Oh, I can't use this vitamin C anymore. I'm going to use the other brand, which is funny. But that's number one. The other one is most medical grade skincare or like, you know, pharmaceutical grade skincare is going to create results in the skin, also through sensitizing most of the time. But let's say there are different ways to go about it. But in order to have those active ingredients survive for many years, normally, like a year, two, three, four, between the times that they got produced until they get on your skin and then survive in your harsh bathroom environment for another, you know, three to six months, you really need to hire like a team of chemists to figure that out. And normally that's not being done with lilac petals and I don't know, and 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 nice ingredients. So normally there are very harsh stabilizers there. So what we are trying to do is, is really find the middle ground, find ingredients and stabilizers, etc., things that are going to make it so from the moment we created it until it gets on your skin, our rule is 98% uh, efficacy. 
And to do that, normally we need to create products also in a much uh, like on on much uh, smaller you know window between when we create them, then they get to your skin. Normally three months that we're what we're trying to do, but also uh, we're trying to to hire the best chemists in the in the world to make sure that what we do is effective. That is one view of what we're doing. The other is the end goal of, of what we're trying to do with our skincare, which is really different than a normal skincare brand. And I'm sure if you've listened to any, any skincare advertisement, you'll remember words like improving the appearance of, fill in the blank, wrinkles, whatever that is, remotes, whatever, very non-committal words, right? And the reason is normally what you're trying to do is, is trick the viewer, the other person, to view you, the, the user as a younger person by creating some kind of, like Botox, right? Botox does not make you younger, but it makes you appear younger. Mm-hmm. That's normally what skincare is doing. And that's the end goal. They, they don't go more than that. What we are doing is really trying to lower the functional age of the skin. By lowering the functional age of the skin, the skin can then do more then we can use, you know, I'm going to use the word sensitizers because it's a very large, it's very large blanket we can we can talk about. But then we can use things that ask the skin to turn over, to renew itself, to treat specific things from how our DNA functions onwards. You you mentioned how there is this, and and we talked about it how there is this challenge where we want to do something holistically, but we want it in the end to affect how we look and how we behave. Unfortunately, only 20% of the reason our skin looks or ages the way it does is from what we do on the inside. It's called intrinsic aging. 80% is extrinsic aging is the, you know, in Australia, I bet it's a lot of UV, but anywhere else, by the way, if you, if you live in the United States, I'm not sure about uh, statistics in Australia, but if you live in the United States and you live in a city, your your skin's going to age more because of pollution than it is because of UV. And now we start to we start we are learning that blue light, artificial light, also ages the skin. So there are many things that eighty percent of what we're doing is how we interact with the environment. So what we are trying to do again is also have a younger, functionally younger skin to deal with those harsh environment stressors. Also deal with a string extrinsic aging, and that the end we also are trying to affect the way our body functions because our skin works better. So one of the like popular words you're going to hear about, you know, in, in a few years, you know that word, but I'm talking about the audience is senescent cells, malfunctioning cells, cells that are, let's just call them zombie cells because that's a, the, the kind of common word to call them, right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So by eliminating, eliminating those in the skin with a product that we that is called ProCare, we can actually affect how the brain functions and how the whole body functions because they are taxing our brain and our body. So that is a, an end result of what we're trying to do. But first and foremost, obviously, is give people result, real results for their skin, results that are reflecting the functional age, the biological age of the skin, and not only the appearance of youth. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And I love that it's that 20%, 80%, because I don't think a lot mm-hmm. of that the environmental burden on our bodies and external health of our skin, skin being an organ, you know, in itself and it's reactive. And when I tell people that we have light sensing clocks in our skin, they're blown away. I'm like, you can't yes. 
feels like uh, every day under lights or at night time at the wrong time your your skin you know very basically doesn't have time to repair it thinks it's still midday it's protecting itself it doesn't go into healing so we need yeah. to to have our skin in proper healing yeah so just as by the way the skin is designed to turn over the most amount of cells three hours after you are not exposed to blue light so technically speaking the the, the what i you know if someone doesn't have the, the time of day to listen to, to a podcast normally what i'm saying is 11 to 12 yeah that's when you really if you want beauty sleep that's when you want to be asleep because you're getting, you're getting most uh, the most amount of cellular turnover, whether you're asleep or not. So you want to support that process. Mm -hmm. But also like when we, as we grow older, our body is prioritizing the skin more and more as a buffering organ and less as a organ that exudes vitality. Mm -hmm. It is a communicative organ when we are at reproductive age. Mm -hmm. And when we basically are past reproductive age, this is something that is going you know, obviously gradually, but is turning more and more into just another, basically like a body, the, the whole body sunblock, if you would, or environmental block. Mm -hmm. So you could affect how your skin looks, but this is mainly by communicating to the skin that you are still vital. Other than that, you are really kind of, you need to kind of trick the skin to understand that and then to go ahead and repair itself, which is, which is a challenge. And, mm -hmm. you know, absolutely absolutely yeah. the internal environment and i just love how closely your belief systems with the skin is matching the belief systems and the teachings and the clinical focus that i have from the clinic that we work from you know and it's yeah. the quality of ingredients the passion there's like there's no cutting down on quality because of you know costing and it's very important to know that you know that the importance of product quality and it's the same with transcriptions and it's, it's all the very I really value that perception of how we're making a difference in the world and really sticking with our guns and not actually creating a less of a product to have you know a lie almost out into society about how it works so you know I, and I, I want to cover lots more about other certain compounds with you as in mm -hmm. some and things like that because in Australia obviously we have a huge sun exposure and also um, ironically vitamin d deficiency which is crazy but we are so mm -hmm. sun but before that i really want to talk about some of the key ingredients that you put into your products because that really excited me with some yeah. of the role the nr noble some of the plant compounds the you know and how you landed on these particular ingredients you know what what made you go towards these or even how you found out about them like that's that's exciting yeah so that's a great question but, but and we kind of did the opposite uh what we were, we were trying to do is look at the hallmarks of aging mm -hmm. which this is very new science so if any if it's new to someone talk uh, hearing about it i mean the paper describing them mm. was published in 2013 so but we can say since like the early 2000s until today, we have gone on this journey and understood what are the core tenets of aging in every cell. Mm -hmm. And then it, they do change the, the expression of how that is, how that looks in the end differs from cell to cell. But the underlying processes are similar. 
or are identical for that matter. So we looked at what does it mean in the skin? What does it mean mitochondrial dysfunction? What does it mean telomere shortening? What does it mean, you know, nutrient sensing, diminished nutrient sensing, senescent cell burden, et cetera? What does it mean in the skin? And then we went back and said, okay, what are the most researched? What is the best way? What are the most researched molecule, but also what is the best way to affect that mm. in the skin? Mm. And in the end, we are saying, okay, but that's all well, that's nice, cool, nice story. But now how do we have it that you can tell that this is working, you know, which is another challenge. Mm, absolutely. So as far, yeah. So as far as those, those ingredients, we started with it with, as I said, with NAD, which the patent's called NR Noble, which means, you know, NAD is a huge molecule mm -hmm, mm -hmm. and not only that it's a very big molecule, so it's bigger than the pore, we can't really absorb it. If you remember like uh, 10 years ago, 20 years ago, people were talking about collagen yeah. uh, and every cream had collagen. Yeah. And it's funny, some creams some creams still come out. I think some companies hope that people forgot. <laughs> so it's actually coming back. But, you know, that is another molecule that just doesn't absorb. Another thing that is similar between NAD and, and collagen, even if it did absorb, mm. there are no highways between where it's going to absorb to and into where or in, to where it is needed. Mm. So going, let's concentrate on NAD. NAD really needs connections. It needs uh, these pathways that usher it into the cell. Outside of the cell, it's nothing. It's like you tr you pay for gas and then you spray it on your car. It's not going to do much, right? You need it in the engine. And what we did is we used the building blocks, the things that are that do have these direct pathways between the wherever it is getting absorbed in the skin until they get into the cell. And then the cell itself builds it back into NAD. And that's the way your body and my body uses NAD. Uses NAD, the end product is those are those building blocks. And then it kind of collects them like, like someone who would collect um shopping carts after people are finished with them in the in the parking lot and then you put it back in the in line and then people use them again so you know that is what we're doing with nad we're also making uh these precursors these building blocks that are called nr nmn na and tryptophan we we nano size them and we lyophilize them we we wrap them in in a in a gift wrap that are that is made out of lipids and that makes them much more stable as we said before and then they get back into the cell, et cetera. The problem was that what we noticed is, as I said before, is that the, the skin has no idea that this is something that, that a wrinkle for that matter is something that is wrong with the skin. Wrinkle doesn't have any inflammation attached to it. Hyperpigmentation for the most part doesn't have any inflammation attached to it. So the body doesn't know it's something that it needs to heal or to treat. Mm. That is when you use, let's say, you know, our bioretinol, which mimics how retinol is used in the body, et cetera, to stimulate renewal in the skin. Mm. But because within the NAD product, we were trying to have like this kitchen sink approach to everything that's aging related as far as fuel in the skin. Mm. We also used, uh, I'm sure you are familiar with resveratrol. I'm sure many of the viewers are, are familiar with resveratrol. So resveratrol is actually toxic for the skin. Really? The skin, yeah, the skin doesn't have the enzyme. So resveratrol, remember we talked about sensitizers, resveratrol, and by the way, turmeric as well. 
they are what we are getting the benefits from are the defense mechanisms of grapes for that matter or turmeric or curcumin which is the um, is the active compound there that is benefiting us is the defense mechanism of the plant so if we talk about resveratrol that's an antifungal and it's also expressed when grapes are being exposed to a lot of UV. And if anyone has ever heard or listened or read David Sinclair's book, he explains very well that we did not evolve to understand when there's like extreme high UV in the environment, as we know from living in Australia. But we have evolved to sense different compounds being expressed in plants and fortify ourselves. Going back to resveratrol in our skin, this sensitizer, this thing that is expressed by the plant that's actually kind of stressing our system is being eliminated quite quickly in our gut. That's why we need to take it with fats or things like that. In our skin, the thing that eliminates it does not exist. So it's going to stay there and going to cause harm eventually. So if anyone has like a resveratrol serum in their house, they can flip the bottle and they'll see that it's one of the last ingredients in the ingredient list. It means there is a very small amount because it's mainly to say that there's it's if it would have done anything, it would have been a problem. So what we're doing is we are fermenting resveratrol and we're at we're, we're basically making up for that inability to break down resveratrol in the fermentation process. And it makes resveratrol 50 times more bioavailable, non-toxic, and something that your skin can use. So that's just one example, but we have many peptides, CoQ10, PQQ, a special type of vitamin C, turmeric, in this one product that is called Care, which is like our kitchen sink. It's a moisturizer, but it's like that's what we believe everyone should be using. It also We also have one specific for the eyes. It's called Eye Care. Not yep. very original, but it's called eye care. Uh, and these two are like our, our foundation. They're not cheap, but they're not that expensive. We believe most people will be able to afford them. And that's really your how you start the journey. Mm-hmm. After that, yeah, you can use, we have like 12 products. So you can use different serums or a mask that we use that's called hyperbaric mask, which is our, our number one seller here in America. Enough to try. It, <laughs> yeah, it's really cool. It mimics the benefits to the skin you're getting when you're going in a hyperbaric chamber. So we have all these other products that are piggybacking on that ability of the skin to perform tasks way, 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 way better uh, due to care and eye care, which actually we can have the skin perform like a 20 years younger skin. It's impressive. So, you know, with this, obviously, we're mentioning on the price tag as well, because I guess a lot of clients would come up and say to me, you know, why are things so expensive? Even with healthcare, you know, you, you you pay for what you get. So, and I feel that the quality of, of what you input is also the quality of what you output because you actually value it more. So there's yeah. that view I find with that, but also knowing why and the education around why and the belief in these products and knowing how they work. So I just want to touch quickly on, you know, you, you mentioned about results. So, you know, give, I guess, the listeners an example of what you're looking for in your results. Obviously, it's very different person to person, this personalized yeah. medicine, skincare. Um, so we're, we're obviously looking at different conditions for each different person. But what are we expecting from young ghosts? You know, what do you normally tell people? 
So one of the things that we've been noticing for a decade now, since we started researching this almost a decade ago uh, until today, one of the first things is is increased what we call luminosity, which is not oiliness. Okay, it's skin auto luminosity is something that is now being gauged as a tell for uh, skin biological age. So how radiant you are, how you know glowing your skin is, is as a big part of a healthy and young looking skin. Mm. Other than that, again, if we create a good system, if we follow a system that is right for us and people can go to our website and create a quiz and, and go over a quiz, but it's pretty, pretty simple. If you're interested more in pigmentation or wrinkles or laxity or, you know, puffiness around the eyes or acne, mm-hmm. these are things that you can do specific steps or go through specific steps to make sure that we are changing them or hydration, we are changing them on a much more fundamental level. Mm, mm, absolutely. Okay. I wanted to take a quick break from today's episode to chat with you about our Young Goose skincare products and our special offer for podcast listeners only. Our products provide you with skin regenerative therapy that corrects the cellular damage that is accumulated over time and aims to lower the functional age of the skin. If you're a first-time Young Goose customer, we are offering the listeners of this podcast 20% off their first order by using the promo code PODCAST20 during checkout. If you are a long-time user, and have already tried our products, we highly appreciate you coming back, coming back to this podcast and listening to us, and also coming back and using our products. And we would like to offer you 10% off with the promo code PODCAST10. So I want to come back to the products now. Mm-hmm. Um, and I know, you know, I just wanted to touch with that in terms of, um, you know, results and I will also after this because I want to get some of the clinic uh, products in clinic and I I wanted to be a self-tester which I always have to be before I do lots of different things to clients I'll be getting a whole routine together for myself um, particularly but I want to also touch on um, things like peptides because we haven't actually touched peptides just yet give me a rundown so I've I've dabbled a little bit in copper some of the copper peptides, but more internal. So that yeah. would be um, not supplementing the skin with that. Give me give me your perspective on peptides. Okay, I apologize. We use peptides. Okay, let me start with that. But I apologize for anyone who's, uh, you know, spent their money looking or spend their money on products that promote peptides specifically by what I'm going to say right now. So the fact that you've experimented uh, or you have some experience with copper peptides when they are injected is the way to go, okay? In general, peptides work much, much better ingested or ingested, depend, depends on the peptide, but ingested or injected. In the skin, they, again, they are tricky to use, tricky to stabilize, and they also are not naturally occurring in nature in a way where the skin would know it needs to absorb them. So you really need to use them and we use them as a tertiary strategy. 
And that means that we are using other molecules that call on the use of those peptides, if you would, or we're using other. So the peptides that we're going to use and we're going to use successfully are peptides that improve how collagen is created in the body or in the skin. We can talk about a specific peptide that is going to become very popular. The name, the patent uh, is called Tigo Pep Up 4. And that is actually not a copper peptide, but what it does do, it increases the expression of the collagen genes that kind of turn off or turn down a little bit with age as we grow older. And that means that the collagen that we do create is not ideal, okay? Because collagen actually, there are eight different genes that are in charge of collagen production, and there are more genes that are in charge of how collagen is being utilized. So what we are trying to do with peptides, with other compounds is to improve or to like, it's an equalizer of, a, of, a, of music, right? We're trying to improve how epigenetic expression is or how genetics are, is being expressed, which is called epigenetics, which would lead to much positive results. But as you can infer from what I was saying, we also need to ask the skin to create collagen and that we do through some marine comp compounds that we use or uh, bioretinol or vitamin C. So there are, you, you kind of need to have it as a support. Mm -hmm. Copper peptides specifically uh, in the skin, we use only in our eye care product. Why is that? Is because, well, we actually use it in a different model, which is our professional model. We have a peel that's unique because it has th this copper peptide, but we can understand that if this copper peptide improves how your skin is Re rebuilding itself, it would be positive when we have broken down some of that skin, right? Around our eyes, what is going on is that this is a very thin skin. And so I don't know if uh, I'm sure people listening to you would know what glycation is, but in case, in case people don't, glycation is when there, we're, we're consuming sugar and these sugar molecules, and I'm really oversimplifying, kind of travel and attach themselves to protein. And by the way, in our skin, guess what protein is very prevalent? Collagen. So they're making our skin not only thinner, but also more rigid. They're dis disrupting the function of the skin. Mm -hmm. What we are trying to do in eye care as a whole is thicken the skin and have the skin more pliable, which is the opposite of thin skin which caves and creates puffiness or the opposite of puffiness for some people. And when the skin is more rigid, guess what? It's not only that it doesn't bounce back immediately when we smile, it also creates more wrinkles because it is like um, a drier rubber, you know? So it is, it is getting cracked more. Mm. So we're trying to, to negate that. And we have a, a proprietary peptide complex mm -hmm. that is that kind of... Um, delicate dance between asking for repair, supporting repair, and fueling repair with, with our NAD uh, precursors. But alone, peptides are, are much better injected. And yeah, so uh, I mean, it really depends. We, if we have like active scarring, which we are looking into, we're looking into peptides that are really help with open wounds and scarring and things like that but not necessarily just having a wrinkle, applying a peptide on it, and it's going to work like magic. There is one exception. <laughs> and that, that is uh, something that is called neuropeptides or neural 
peptides, which are peptides that are a little bit like Botox, a little bit. I'm talking about like 10%. Mm -hmm. And what these are going to do, they're going to give you short-term results, which are which is cool. You're applying it on. They also accumulate. So within you know six to eight weeks, it's like we, we applied like 10 to 20% or we accumulated 10 to 20% of what Botox is. But that's not what we have them there. Mm-hmm. We have them there because... We don't want this. It, it creates a, a, a pretty interesting thing where the skin does not contract in the same place twice. What happens normally, if you think of how you would cut a paper without scissors, you're going to kind of fold it and you're going to play with that paper and then you're going to rip it and it's going to rip in a very even fashion. And the reason is, is because the, 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 the groove is already there. It's the easiest point to, um, to release pressure. And our skin does the same. So we we smile once when we're young, we're smiling, we're smiling as, as we grow older, these lines are just becoming bolts that release pressure in the same place over and over and over again. And by limiting the contraction of the muscle a little bit, we are actually kind of randomizing that, that signal. So sometimes this muscle can contract here, sometimes it can contract there. And we are basically not letting the skin to accumulate contraction in the same place over and over and over again. Mm-hmm. So that's one example where we'd be using heptapeptides, peptides that are neuromodulators or neural uh, peptides. Fascinating. I'm so glad yeah. I questioned. <laughs> you know, I love, I must say, how you talk about the skin as this um, it is, and this beautiful live organ that you're using art and science to really work with rather than again. Mm-hmm. And I just, I love, I just love the way that you're, you explain it as it moves mm-hmm. through. Captivating. So, yeah. Thanks. The, the, the respect you have for the skin and the way that you're working with it is, is incredible. Yeah. I think, you know, look, I am, I'm as, as you know, our first conversation, when we talked, I was like, oh, I have, you know, I know these people in Australia because they do jujitsu. So I'm obsessed with jujitsu, which is a martial art. And that's a big part of my life. Mm. And a lot of my health decisions are driven towards what is going to help me perform better on, you know, when I, when I do my sport and there's a lot there, I think it's very complicated part ego that you're harnessing to something hopefully positive part understanding that this is where I am encountering whether aging or good results more. And that's like a litmus test to whatever I'm doing. I think it's really, really like uh, psychologically complicated why I'm placing so much of my, in my health journey on that one focal point. Right. But what it, one of the things that it taught me is that we are all different and we can have that focal point uh, to help us to make decisions and to motivate us. So we do make healthy decisions, and but we have that point, one point that we can refer back to and say, oh, I can see changes in fill in the blank. I want to continue doing whatever I'm doing in order to get those changes. And that is for a lot of people that is the skin. And this is as vain as my jujitsu or someone else's brain function because they are whatever they don't, I don't know, they don't want to sleep more than six hours, but they want to perform like uh, like someone who slept nine. And another person is going to be something else, right? It's going to be their 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 six pack. It, it's any, it, we're all different, but the, the underlying mechanisms that we're that we're going to be engaging in, that we're going to be communicating with, they're the same. 
aren't they? They're really the motivators towards the end goal, but also yeah. pushing you towards where you want to get to. Yeah. Yeah. That's why, that's why I have so, so much respect for the skin because it's just a way to motivate us to get to, to, to affect everything else in our lives. Obviously everything can, can, can be too much. We can, we can make wrong decisions. If we, if we have just, if we zero in on only the wrinkle here, if we're like, instead of like skin health, we're going to be torturing ourselves and loving ourselves less because we have some wrinkle here or we, we meet people, believe me, that you can see that they've gone over the edge. They're like, yeah, but look, when I do this here, this comes out and, you know, there, we can, we can get into the weeds here, but you know, eventually we can improve someone's skin. It means, as, as, as I said, when we grow older, it really does mean that their entire body is probably working better because it's, it's not the first organ that the body prioritizes. So it's a good litmus test. Absolutely. And, you know, we, we're not going to jump into sort of skin issues, but I get a lot of um, skin problems coming to me in clinic. And it's one of the major factors that people are like, I know it's not everything, but, you know, if only I could have just a little bit better skin, it would make me feel so much better about myself. And they really... Yeah. The perspective of like, I don't want to have perfect skin, but it really is impacting me on a daily basis when I wake up and look at myself in the mirror. And I really feel for them because it's, you know, definitely something that can motivate you more. So um, I feel that work you're doing is is really creating better people because it's they're feeling more confident in themselves on the outside and knowing and believing then in a product that they can actually use. Well, there's something that I feel, you know, proud of more, way more than heptapeptides or NAD and that is a resolving skin trauma or trauma that is held in the skin mm -hmm. um, and that is something we I never speak of because I think I think we're not there yet not not I'm not talking about us as a company I think us as a world mm -hmm. uh, I think trauma is only we only are starting to talk about trauma and there's so much there that I would like someone to do before they try to resolve trauma that is held in their skin uh, you know, whether it is fasc fascial work, whether it is, you know, going and resolving some traumas that are held in, in their in their brain, for that matter, in their memories. And but every product we make, we are trying to incorporate ingredients there that are addressing trauma that is held in the skin. Wow. And yeah, and that is something we never really go into because we feel that it it would it would create a completely different conversation, right? We're going from, you know, my, again, like a wrinkle on the forehead to something that we have held for 20 years. These are, these two don't really connect that well, but I believe that there is so much more to skin care than, or skincare is more akin to self care than it is to beauty process. To, in my eyes, if you are, taking that time, whether it's five minutes, 10 minutes, whatever that is, to take time for yourself and kind of maybe do affirmations together with it, some kind of a meditation or mindfulness while you're doing the process. The first thing you mentioned today was that that's going to improve, like our thoughts are going to improve the results of what we're doing. And I couldn't agree more. There's a reason that placebo is 30% of every cure. And if you can harness the power of your mind to improve your skin, there's so much there, so much there, whether it is the fact that trauma inhibits some lymphatic drainage, trauma makes us obviously contract our skin more. It is also being held in the skin and in our fascia. So it literally creates inflammation, creates 
movement that is not natural and is repetitive. And you can see people like Gordon Ramsay or no offense, Gordon, or other people that are dealing with a lot of high emotions. You can see some places in their skin that you're asking yourself, how, how's a wrinkle even there? Like you'll see a lot of people that have wrinkles here, Ooh. here. Uh, that's called the marionette lines. And these are mainly due to withheld emotions. So there is, I think, a journey that someone can do within skincare that is an opportunity or within, you know, self-care. That's an opportunity that it can actually take you to a much better place emotionally, uh, not only loving yourself more because you look better, but rewarding yourself for taking better care of yourself when you're looking in the mirror and you're seeing some change. It should be a sign that you've just a, a pat on the back. Uh, because you've been taking care of yourself for a month, for a year, whatever that is, uh, and that should, you know, encourage you to go forward. But it shouldn't be separate from your self-care, in my eyes, in my opinion. Absolutely. Wow. I didn't think we were going to land here, but I am so glad. we. <laughs> I have not heard it put that way before. I I see patterns in skin a lot with different forms of trauma, you know, seeing multiple clients over the years, obviously you form patterning across clients and same symptoms. And then I see certain things within the body as well and presentations, yeah. um, illnesses and diseases in certain areas, according to traumas and emotions that people experience. And it's, it's fascinating to watch those same things appear in the same area and the same, mm -hmm. like you're just saying that, and I'm thinking of multiple, but I've never actually put that together before and thought about that in those specific areas. You know, the body keeps the score, the fascial keeps the score. It's something that we need to learn to release. We work with so many different forms of release, you know, therapies and form of clearing, but we actually don't work specifically. Well, I don't know of anyone working specifically with the skin. So yeah, you're right. There's a lot more to come. Yeah, I agree. Um, not that I'm saying, you know, some people have this notion of, and I'm, and I'm respectful of that, and not just lip service, but some people are saying, you know, I've earned whatever that is, the wrinkle or whatever that is, okay? I'm fine with that, okay? But how about earning less of that? Yeah. You know, it, it can be, you, you might have earned whatever that is. You should be proud of whatever you've done until now. You First of all, you've survived, you know, whoever you are, whatever age you are, you're, you've won the uh, genetic lo genetic lottery and the historic lottery. You're doing way better than, you know, 99.9% .9 of people throughout history. So you're already a winner, okay? Having said that, how about earning a change? How about earning a positive renewal or, or change in your life? I think, you know, having that, you know, benchmark and seeing improvement from then on, but making sure you're tying it together with other types of work and improvement is the future of skincare for that matter. We are trying to do it a lot. I know. So you said, I've never, you know, a couple of times you said, I've never thought about something that I said in a certain way. That is the kind of the wrong way. So obviously I'm a head of a skincare company. That is the worst thing that a, a business can do in skincare. Mm -hmm. There is a reason I, I mentioned turmeric like 700 times in a podcast. And the reason is because, you know, of the largest player in the skincare market in the world just came out a year ago or two years ago with a with their new line. And you'd think, you know, wow, that's um, when the US comes out with a new fighter jet, it's supposed to be the best in the world, right? So 
we'd expect it to be amazing. No, but it's based on turmeric. <laughs> Why is that? Why? It's not because turmeric, first of all, is not the end on end all be all. We use it. It's, it's, it's great, but it's not the best product that you should center your skincare line around. So why are they doing it? The reason they're doing is is because maybe you and I are, have known turmeric for 30 years and, and Ayurveda have known turmeric for uh, 3,000 years, but a person in, you know, no offense to any, any place in the globe, let's just choose like Central America where people are, you know, we have some locations there. So when we travel there, you know, you see people, you see a healthy, healthy spot has you know sugar cane juice and white yeah. bread as their as their healthy food so sometimes it's only about like being privy to specific knowledge right so they need to make sure this company needs to make sure everyone is educated in what they're saying if i'm going to try to have a clickbait and the clickbait is going to be in a language no one understands guess what there's no one's going to press on that link even if i say the most outrageous thing in the world right so that is us as a skincare company, we're actually doing the worst thing possible, and that is the bleeding edge. <laughs> it means if we're doing things correctly, 99% of people wouldn't know what we're talking about. So it's very so there are many, 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 many things that we would love to get into, but it, it is extremely difficult. Absolutely. And I'm sure you feel the same. Absolutely. You have to pull, push on the brakes more often than accelerate because you have to wait for everyone else to be catching up with the lingo with the technology with the you know perth i feel is the biggest break <laughs> that i have to have my foot on all the time because <laughs> it's a little bit slower than the rest of the world i feel in in the stuff that we are looking at these biohacking areas well first of all the you know you guys speak english which is a gift because i come from israel originally we work with, with the only israeli biohacking center and what they need to deal with as far as education Imagine that you, anything that you wanted your, your clients to know, you, you had to translate yourself and you had to be the, not only the translator, but the copywriter, right? Like a lot of things do not translate well. Imagine if there is no, imagine living in, I don't know where, okay, I don't know, but somewhere that zombies are not a thing. Now try to explain zombie cells, right? Uh, so, so, <laughs> and Obviously, we, you know, one of the things that, so when we went into, like, I'll give you a small story. So when we went, when we uh, researched our senescent, so ProCare, which is one of the things we're most proud of, which we're mimicking the effects of rapamycin and metformin, which are two drugs that are being used in, in longevity, in anti-aging, but are not originally from that field. So a lot of people are going to know about them because they are they are, they have they serve other purposes but we then needed as i said everything starts with this big viewpoint of okay we want to eliminate senescent cells we want to mimic rapamycin and metformin in the skin but then we need to say okay but but what does it give the person what's going on there can we show before and afters can we whatever and one so obviously we show before and afters when we publish the research but what we're also doing is we are measuring something in the skin that is being improved. And one of the things that is improved is a is the skin's aging clock protein, which is called progerin. Mm. And like, and I really, it, you know, there is a movie with Robin Williams. 
that he gets really old really fast. <laughs> and that is my example. That's progeria. That's a disease. If you are accumulating it too fast, there are, in reality, <laughs> the, these people do not grow as tall as Robin Williams did in the movie when they're 10 years old. They are kids with an aging face. In the movie, they needed to have, you know, there was no, no special effects when they made that movie. So Robin Williams is this older guy that's supposed to be like 10 or 11. But that is my example. Imagine I didn't have that example. I would never be able to explain, explain what progerin is and what happens if you accumulate too much of it, right? Mm -hmm. So I think even though it, Perth might be like a little bit behind, you have, you have English, which is, which is already a, a huge plus, or French or Spanish, I think. These three obviously are the main languages that information travels mm -hmm. within. Maybe Portuguese a little bit, I don't know, uh, Chinese probably, but we really are lucky that we are in this free-flowing environment of, of, of information environment that we can at least have some common references that we can we can use. So we're one step ahead of anyone that's completely yeah. in the dark. No, I agree. And then focusing on that, I think is really, really good. Yeah. One of my favorite products, and indeed the product that started it all, the first product we ever released, is Care, which is an NAD-boosting moisturizer. And if you haven't heard about NAD, this is the most important molecule in our body uh, and is also called the uh, fountain of health of youth. So what Care does, it raises NAD levels in the skin. And not only that, it also uh, uses enhanced resveratrol and nine other supporting ingredients, providing the ultimate fuel for your skin's regenerative processes to dramatically improve deeper lines, brightness, texture, and pores, aside from being a longevity supplement for your skin, making sure that your skin is healthy, vibrant, and looks amazing for many, many years to come. So uh, give care a chance. I'm going to say before we run out of time, I've got lots of more things to say. <laughs> but, yeah, go ahead. Uh, I, I just want to touch on, um, so we've, we've gone through obviously key ingredients and we've landed mm -hmm. there, uh, mechanisms of delivery and why we're using obviously the skin and looking after the skin in the way that you do. So we've talked about a little bit more about expected results and you know all, the, all sorts of things there. And then also... I want to touch on quickly the harm of skincare and negative ingredients and sunscreens will fall under that banner. And then I want mm -hmm. to get a bit more of a practical application for people listening and clients where they might look like starting with Young Goose and what that yeah. sort of means and what's the other biohacking sort of side of things that we can add on to that. So let's start with that sort of toxicity of the skincare. Okay. First, let me just say that most things, because we're, you know, biohackers or whatever that is, we are aware that things at some concentrations are good and in other concentrations are bad. Okay. So that's the most important thing. If I said a specific ingredient, we can talk about even like fat, like we can talk about any ingredient. There are areas that it might be positive and then others that it might be negative. That's number one. But within that chemical sunscreens, really, there is no positive. There's like, that's actually something pretty, pretty interesting. Mm -hmm. So one of the things that we need to be aware of when we talk about skincare is temperature change. Because if you remember, like the thing that happened in America, that people started to basically fall dead because of electro electronic cigarettes, it's because of vitamin E. Mm -hmm. 
And you think, you know, vitamin E, why is it so bad? But it's not vitamin E that they were inhaling because they, it's, it's composition changed through uh, thermal energy, through uh, heat. So chemical sunscreens, the problem with chemical sunscreen is that they absorb light and convert it into chemical, uh, into thermal energy. And that means that everything else that you have in your, on, on your skin, in your skin, and within that sunscreen is then being chemically altered. But on, not only that, we are also, sun in general is a detoxifier. It makes us release toxins. When that layer of chemical sunscreen sits on your skin, it does not allow toxins to be released from your skin. So you're accumulating them at a higher level in a thinner area of the skin. They're not being, you know, dispersed as much as they were before. And that is actually very negative. I'm not going to mention, you know, harsh things that can happen from it in order not to scare people off. I, I just, I'm just saying don't use chemical sunscreen if you can avoid it. And that is kind of about that. Another thing that happens in the US, I assume it also happens in, in Australia, is mineral sunscreens which they are actually not doing that. They're like small mirrors. They reflect it. That's why the problem with them that they can leave like a white cast, that there are ways to avoid it. The The problem with these guys is that, well, not with them, but if you look at a mineral sunscreen, I'd really recommend looking at the back and making sure that the only active ingredient that there is there is zinc oxide, not nano zinc oxide. Everything else seems to have negative effects uh, like titanium dioxide, things like that. But aside from that, the reason I'm saying it is because in America, you're going to have something saying mineral sunscreen and only like 3% is going to be mineral and the rest is going to be chemical. But because they have some mineral in it, they say mineral sunscreen. Fortunately, since mineral sunscreen is, is, is registered as a drug, or I'm sorry, sunscreens in general are registered as a drug in the United States, at least I'm sure in Australia as well, the, the active ingredients have to be stated and their percentage has to be stated. So you can just flip the, the bottle or the package and make sure that the only active ingredient is zinc oxide. And the uh, ratio is about uh, times three. So let's say 17%, it's like SPF 40 for that matter. Bear that in mind. Another thing, if we talk about sunscreen specifically, and that's actually from Australia, that data, antioxidants are increasing the effects of the sunscreen. So that's why higher end sunscreens are going to have antioxidants together with uh, sunscreens. And because we like peptides, I'm going to share with you that what we did was we also use a peptide that helps deal with EMF and blue light. Uh, because we believe, again, as I said, there we need to protect, we need to be like a 30, 360 degrees protected, right? So we use a peptide called Ectoin, which is really cool. Have you ever heard about uh, extremophiles? They are these little microorganisms that they're saying that can survive on an asteroid and stuff like that. And yeah. they look like little teddy bears and they have a peptide in their cell membrane that keeps repairing it. And we can actually harness this peptide and use it in our sunscreen to also help deal with EMF, blue light and other things that are actually harming our cellular membrane. So that's really cool. That's about sunscreens. But yeah. other harmful ingredients, really, I would say... Well, I'd say something else because harmful ingredients are very easy to Google. Most of the time, there's a lot of fear mongering and misinformation. But what, what I would say is about quality of ingredients. Okay. there Another thing that came from, from Australia, I don't know if you know, that a guy won in a lawsuit against McDonald's 
And what McDonald's had to admit, that's in Australia, actually, is if I remember correctly, McDonald's had to admit that the meat that they were using was not supposed to be used for human. It's not edible for humans. So humans. So what they did, they they were chemically processing it to basically eliminate things there. It was rotten. So they eliminated it, the rot with chemicals. Why am I saying it? It's because meat is not meat. And I'm sure everyone listening here knows that, right? There, are, you. It's not the same thing if you buy rotten meat and chemically treat it than if you buy like pristine, grass-fed, organic. They massaged the cow and, I don't know, put binaural beats on it every every day. I don't know. But um, but that that yields a completely different type of meat, right? And in our chemical ingredients, that pretty much works the same. Where you get it, how long did was it left on the shelf before it became a product? Mm. You know, it, if I buy something towards the end of its expiration date, I buy it for less money. Mm. And that kind of connects to what you're saying about, you know, quality of ingredients, stuff like that. So not that I'm saying that the higher the price, the better, blah, 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 whatever. But there is a reason like one hyaluronic acid is going to cost like $6 a vial and another one six, 160 Okay. That was so bear that in. <laughs> Go ahead. That was Go not questions. Hyaluronic acid is a big topic of a lot of people. Right. Uh, so hyaluronic acid in general is also like, I, uh, we call, so in our adaptogenic HA firming boost, we do have hyaluronic acid, but we believe in like a 3D type of hydration where hyaluronic acid hydrates more the top layer of the skin, which isn't negative, by the way. That I think a lot of people think it's negative because it doesn't provide the results that it is touted to provide. But we use a an adaptogenic mushroom and another patent, which is called Aquacell, which is, do you know Cindy Crawford? She had a skincare line that's that was based on lemon rind. And the reason is because they wanted to, they kind of wanted to copy that patent. <laughs> so yes. that patent basically is is mainly lemon rind, uh, melon, melon rind. I'm sorry. Uh, and what it does it it um it also increases hydration. But that snow mushroom, aquacell, and hyaluronic acid really hydrates the entire organ, the entire skin, and that is much more important than just having something that feels more hydrated. I think that's where a lot of people go wrong is that they put something that maybe. It feels more hydrated, mm. but the problem is do you can test it. You can just not use anything for a day, two, three, four, and see if uh, your skin still is hydrated. Did we change something, something fundamental or was it more the feeling of hydration? And then we're getting back to what we said in the beginning. Normal skincare gives you the experience that you want, but does not create fundamental change. Mm. So what we're trying to do, whether it's hydration, wrinkles, acne, pigmentation, whatever that is, is to create fundamental change, which has carry over. It's like when you cook your steak, you take it off and it keeps cooking for like five minutes. We want carry over when we use products. So just as an example, the HA Firming Boost has a four-day carryover. And um, most of our other products also have carryover. It doesn't mean that you can use them for a while, not use them ever again, but it does mean that you accumulate real results. Yeah. Beautiful. Oh, yeah. I'm excited to try that one too. <laughs> going to get a big order from me after this. <laughs> um, That's the problem when talking to me. Oh, I know. I just get so excited. I'm already excited about skincare and treatments and also oh. a better way. So um, I love I love this topic. 
So let's let's talk about the practical applications of your range and give mm-hmm. you an idea of a routine that you commonly recommend people to use to get their best. You know, a lot of people want to know what can I do minimally, what can I do to complete like let's go optimize the full optimize versus the basic start. Okay. So we do have that. So if if someone did a, a if someone, you know, doesn't want to listen to me anymore, because I'm going to say some cool things, I believe, right now. But if someone doesn't want to listen to, any, to me anymore, they can go get a like a four or five question quiz on our website, and they'll get that. They'll get a minimal like two product, uh, you know, series or up to like five, seven product series, uh, if that is what they want. But I'm gonna I'm gonna say something. So as I said, we have care and eye care, which our which are our really most fundamental thing that you can imagine. You can think of them more as longevity product rather than unless you have something fundamentally malfunctioning in the skin, you will not see crazy results. You are going to see them if your skin is struggling. Other than that, we only have one cleanser, one, you could call it a toner. It's not really a toner. It's more of a hydrator than a toner, but it does balance pH levels. And that's something I'm going to get into in a second. But then really what you're going to do is you're going to create that equalization or, or, or play with your routine. The routine is going to change from one person to, a, to the next with the serums that we use. And they are the ones that give these different homeworks or or that's if you choose to, to have a, ba- a master or bachelor's in science or philosophy or whatever, you still have, you still need to speak English and to know how to read, but then the material it's changing. Your homework is changing, right? So these are the serums. And then you can boost everything up with our hyperbaric mask. But I'm going to start with what, so our cleanser enhances longevity processes. So it eliminates the thing that breaks down NAD in the skin. Uh, it's called CD38. And and we do it with Apigen, and with, which is a chamomile uh, extract that is rich in that material. Apigen is not what makes you sleepy in chamomile, but it also is a telomere uh, support ingredient, and it also eliminates that thing that breaks down NAD, which is the molecule of life, the the fuel of our cells, and that lowers with age, and that is a big part of aging. So that's number one. That's what we have only one. It fits everyone. If you need, you know, something else, go ahead and use it. Our why would we need to tone the skin? So everyone, I think if you're using a toner, you don't even know, or, or I'm not talking about you specifically, but most people don't know why they use a toner. So it, our products can only function within a certain range of pH levels. And if your skin's pH is not optimal, products are not going to work. So I know I keep going back to vitamin C because that's what I believe people know, but vitamin C can lose half of its potency, 70% of its potency. If your skin acid mantle, if your pH level in the skin is not optimal. So a toner would I'm not going to say force, but it would usher your skin to a more correct pH level. After that, when we use, so our toner is called, uh, it's called Bio-C Peptide Spray, which is a pay, uh, spray with a bunch of peptides and things that are going to help other things absorb better into the skin. Mm. Uh, and when we started, it wasn't actually a toner. Do you know Avion, the thermal water spray? It made it always made us laugh that people are using, you know, the aerosolized water, they put it on their skin and they pay like 10, 20 bucks for it. Mm-hmm. So we said, okay, let's make this that with benefits. So that's how it started, but it's very easy to balance pH in the skin. So that is part of what it does, but it also supports the skin microbiome, which is very important. Mm-hmm. So 
then we get into the nitty gritty of the cleanser of the uh, serums. So if someone is focused on aging, mm. which is laxity wrinkles, but also resolving the biological age of the skin, mm. Roll Care would be the most important serum because what it does, it really in, in the end, it is a senolytic. It does eliminate senescent cells, blah, blah, mimics this, mimics that. But what it really does, it, it is like a genetic reboot. Mm -hmm. It increases the function of 14 different genes that lower with age, whether it's collagen genes, elastin genes, hyaluronic acid genes, LUM, which is one of those genes that is very important because it's how your skin uses all of those molecules, et cetera. And we published a study and it's really cool, actually. And another one would be our bioretinol because retinol, what we're starting to learn it is also a longevity molecule, but in general, it is a stimulant for cellular turnover, for repair. The, the uh, challenges with retinol is that it could be too weak, but it can also be too strong and damage your skin protective layer, your skin barrier. So what we do for retinol is that we mimic how your body uses retinol. So we match it with bio. So it's pretty strong. It's 0.5% all trans retinol, but it's matched with biomimetic lipids, which are lipids that mimic how your skin creates its skin barrier. So we repair the skin barrier, what is getting damaged while the retinol is working. So that's something that, that we do. And so this is kind of, if you're interested in aging as a whole, if hydration is your, is your issue, we mentioned the hyperbaric, uh, the, um, the adaptogenic HA firming boost, but there's also uh, another product, which is really for, we all know about leaky gut, right? But most people don't know that you're going to start hearing about leaky skin in the next few years. So our skin barrier can become leaky. And that means that more stuff is coming in. It could cause like irritation, redness, flakiness, things like that. But it can also have you lose more water. It's called T-W-E-L. Uh, trans T-E-W-L, uh, transepidermal water loss. Uh, it happens at night most mostly, but also during the day. I'm not talking about sweating. It's like evaporation. And by repairing our skin barrier, we're going to get more hydrated. But this is uh, like an all-encompassing product if we need to repair skin barrier. And that's pretty easy. If you spray our Bio-C peptide spray and your skin tingles, that's a good idea, that good indicator that you have skin barrier issues and that you should correct that first. But it is also using have you have you heard about c60 I think I, yes i have yeah c60 yeah. is like the world's strongest antioxidant by far and we are using a type uh, or or a sister molecule to that that is skin specific it's called um, lipochromin 6 mm -hmm. and so it's like 20 times stronger than vitamin c uh 11 times stronger than idebenone which is like supposed to be the strongest one so that is there too. So we're doing what we're rebuilding the skin barrier, but we're like biohacking it. We're super, like superhuman skin barrier, but that's as far as like hydration. So we apply those serums. If we want hydration, mm -hmm. then if we want to treat pigmentation, mm -hmm. then we can also use the skin barrier one, because that's also important for that not to have more and more uh, pigmentation, but the bioretinol is going to be our most important one. And if we are talking about acne, we have this really cool serum that we actually made in the beginning to improve red light therapy mm. because we isolate EGCG, which is the antioxidant in green tea. But because it is a, a full spectrum compound, it has other ingredients from green tea. It is also antimicrobial and anti-inflammatory. So 
what you're seeing when you're seeing acne is not acne. Acne is, or acne is a slang word, right? But what we are seeing is the inflammation caused by P. acne bacteria or by P. acne bacteria clogging our pores, and that causes inflammation. So we're resolving the apparent signs of acne. And then if we're using bioretinol on clogging the pores and stuff like that, that could can cover acne as a whole. Again, we finished with the serums. Great. It, one moisturizer for all, one eye cream for all. And if we want to boost anything, we apply our hyperbaric oxygen therapy mask overnight. That also increases hydration dramatically. So you're asking, some people are, are going to ask, oh, but you know, I've heard that there is like a day cream and a night cream, stuff like that. So if you apply their hyperbaric mask after our moisturizer, that's, I mean, you're not going to need more hydration. So that is, that's the entire line. The entire line is basically like the same for everyone. And the serums are going to be where, where you're changing anything. We do have products that are more, more complicated that are sold through people such as yourself that kind of, you need to know, there are not many, but you, you really need to know who they are, who they fit really like if we need a specific gene to function better or things like that, but they are, we believe are, are very expensive to make for us, by the way, they, we, we make them more as a service to the public and uh, we make sure that they are used in the right hands. Yeah. Beautiful. Wow. And I must um, also say, because we will probably be getting it in the clinic too, is your sunscreen. Yes. Okay. So yeah. So that's again, that what we tried to do there is say what we are doing is a more of a, that's why it's called a bio shield. It is a shield from the stressors that cause extrinsic aging. And that is if you are, even if you live, you know, in Australia, under whatever, under where the sun has, you're getting, you're eating sun for breakfast, okay? You are, if you're in an office, if you are driving through a city, whatever you are doing, uh, if you're next to Wi-Fi, flying, whatever that is, you are getting bombarded with other types of energy that our body has no idea what to do with. At least, so if just, if we talk about pollution, why is pollution so harmful? Because pollution has free radicals that are not oxygen-based. So we all know about oxidative stress, right? But there are free radicals that are not oxygen-based. They are carbon-based. They are nitrogen-based. So these are something that our body has no idea how to, it doesn't have um, our, our body's natural antioxidants do not do anything to these and these linger around and create wreak havoc. So we have to have something that treats them. So we have lipochromin six, this antioxidant. That's not only an antioxidant. It also is the only one that dispels these types of free radicals as well. So it's the only one that has that triple action. So it's, I call it a, a broadband antioxidant, antioxidant or uh, anti free right. radical, if you would, but also but also this peptide that help helps your cells rebuild themselves after exposure to EMF or mm. to blue light. Mm. Um, so we really try to cover everything that your skin can can experience as outside damage and try to mitigate it. And last but not least, it took us four years to develop. Just uh, just to give you an idea, mm. we have we believe that 
we have solved the uh, the problem with zinc oxide. It does not leave a white cast. Yeah. Uh, anyone in with any skin color can use it without having a white cast. Mm -hmm. uh, and that's not because we nano-size the ingredients because that makes it really less effective. It's because we blend it with iron oxides, which has this pink, pinkish tint, mm -hmm. and they blend to any skin color, black, white, I don't know, uh, Irish, whatever that is. I tried it at the conference in Vegas and it's beautiful and it feels so lovely on the skin like all your products do. I was blown away by the actual the, the the I can't say it's sensual, but the actual texterity of everything that you're feeling on your skin with the products, they blend beautifully. Yeah. So yeah, I mean, is it isn't it part of that placebo we talked about before? Like we can't make a sh shitty, sorry, shitty user experience and uh hope that people are gonna enjoy and, and feel love to them, to themselves, to the products when they use it. So we believe everything should should kind of go together. Absolutely. And, you know, skincare is no different than service. You know, it's a service how yeah. you yourself um, to people. It's also your product is is showing that as well. So, yeah, no, I absolutely love that. I think actually if, today, yeah. sorry to cut you. Today we, we ate at one of the best restaurants in Florida. Yeah. I mean, it's amazing. If anyone is ever in South Florida, it's called Pinch Kitchen. They're incredible. But yeah. our waiter was not good. <laughs> and when we said, hey, you know, the coffee is burnt, we could hear her all the way from the kitchen. Burnt, burnt. I don't know what burnt means. Burnt. And I'm telling you, like, the whole experience of this amazing, amazing restaurant went south for us. So I agree with you. You know, it's it's there's so much there that needs to happen for you to have the best experience, right? Absolutely. So many moving. Yeah. Absolutely. <laughs> Now, Amity, I'm going to put something to you because I, we're, um, I don't want to keep you too much longer, but I feel right. we might do in a few months, depends on how long you think it might be a good idea for follow-up, I will take on board a routine and then come back and maybe do another podcast with you and then talk more, which I wanted to get into a little bit, uh, about biohacking add-ons and addition. Mm -hmm. And then internal skin support or internal skin health that we can then talk about. So I think that might be a nice part too, possibly. Uh -huh. then have a yeah, little definitely. What do you think? Yeah, I, I think it's a great idea. You know, if you know, and, and kind of last thing, I think everyone should notice that there is a limit to how many skincare products a company can sell you, right? Mm -hmm. uh, if you're even if you're a person that is willing to use, you know, 15 products every day, there is a limit. So okay. what you, you're starting to see skincare companies doing now is creating supplements together with their products. And a lot of, we actually have tens and hundreds of people um, emailing us, hey, when are you guys making a skincare skin supplement? Because they listen to us talk, or whatever that is, uh, and they think we're going to do a good job. And in one of the things that I say is that this is, we're going to be lying to you if we said we made the best one. That's not our expertise. Okay. There are people who are legit wizards in, you know, one of the people I look up to is Karan Kershan, which is uh, the person behind Microbiome Labs, which is a, wi a legit wizard. Mm. Um, well, he's amazing. So he is incredible. <laughs> so um, why would I and he has, by the way, a skin probiotic, which is amazing. So I prefer in, in like um, recommending the best modalities, whatever that is, 
to go together with our skincare. And then we also gain better results in the end from our skincare. So I love, I'd love to do uh, another podcast talking about different modalities that can improve it. Yeah, for sure. Absolutely. And I would even like to dive more into that trauma in the skin. So let's absolutely the public. I think that would be incredible. So Amate, tell everyone where to find you, just quick links. And then obviously I'll put all that in the show notes as well. Uh, but just give us a little quick rundown of where to find you. All right. So obviously younggoose.com, young, like the age, goose, like the bird, younggoose.com. And we have a really informative Instagram page, um, which is still managed by Anastasia, who's my partner. Uh, she's not letting it go. Even, even though we have like three other people on payroll to do that, she's still like there every day, all day. So um, young underscore goose underscore skincare. Um, I highly recommend following us there. I think we are, we're giving out great content. And we also have our own podcast, which we're trying to give all the other, we, we're on other people's podcasts, I talk about skincare. In our podcast, we we go over every other modality that would help the skin, right? So um, that is called biohacking beauty. Uh, we talk uh, about anything from stem cells to breathing. Okay, um, so go mm-hmm. ahead. Uh, any in, in any type of way you consume a podcast will be there. If not, that's a problem. And yeah, that's it. Beautiful, beautiful. Um, and I'll be sure to put that up as well because there is yeah. some fantastic information on that podcast uh, and I'm due to listen to much, many more of your episodes. I haven't gotten through all of them. <laughs> oh, <laughs> thank you so much. It, it was absolute fun. Yeah, amazing. Well, I will see you very soon. <laughs> all right. Take care. Bye. Bye.